0: Hey, this is Martín Morazo, artist of Iceman, She Could Fly and Art Brut. You are listening to El Podcast del Bar del Olvido.
1: Welcome to the Oblivion Bar Podcast
0: with your host Chris Hacker and Aaron Knowles.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 101 of the Oblivion Bar Podcast. We are back, Aaron. We're back here finally recording new episodes again, and I'm so excited. Um, And I already just said his name, but here he is, of course, my co-host, BFF, uh, Aaron Knowles. It's good to be back, and what a way to, to bring in
1: a new era of the Oblivion Bar Podcast, but with the dream kid
2: that's right yeah dream kid uh shout out big big shout out to dream kid for completely redoing all of our music uh for this episode for episode 101 you'll only hear the intro and our special guest drop but let me just tell you episode 102 you're going to get the full slate of every single drop and it's incredible really happy with the way that all turned out again thank you so much ryan for doing all that and also uh you also hear this You'll notice his voice, Aaron, that you've probably heard at the movies. You've probably heard a lot of his voices on uh, Fox, uh, FX, Brent Hagel. Uh, he is a kind of known as the movie trailer voice in Hollywood. Lucky enough to get him to do a lot of our you know, speaking parts for each of our transitions. So once again, thank you, Brent, so much for doing that as well. He actually did it for free too, Aaron. That's insane that we were able to get him to do that. I, I thought it would be awesome just to get him, but he did it for free.
1: You know what that means? He's a fan of the show.
2: He already must be a fan of the show. He He's listening to. right now. And if you're listening, Brent, thank you so much.
1: He was like, no way. Is that the Oblivion Bar podcast in my email? What?
2: <laughs> Jumping in headfirst yes. into those DMs. But Aaron, for episode 101, we're talking to Martine Marazzo. Of course, artist of Art Brute, Ice Cream Man. Uh, she Could Fly. Just w- one of the most unique voices in the medium. so excited to have him on. We uh, we mostly wanted to have him on for Art Brute. And... We've said this before. I think we actually even maybe possibly say in the conversation, but we've been so extremely lucky with each of these creators for just being like truly wholesome, nice people. Yes. Martin is is a part of that class.
1: It was it was nothing short of of delightful speaking to mm-hmm. Martin. Uh, it was just how sweet of a guy who draws such violence,
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's no, he's known for the psychological thriller horror. We've we've seen that trend, right? Yeah. A lot of the guests that we've had. <laughs> their personalities often don't mirror their art style. Yeah. There's something there. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's like anything suppressed or anything, but it's, there's some kind of parallel there. I'm not sure what it is. It was like
1: in high school, you know, you saw like the kid in the corner and he's like all by himself and he's like angry and he's drawing like knives and, and people being like beaten to death. And it's like, that. That's, you talk to him and they're really that nice. That seems right. And then, yeah. And then you talk to somebody like Martin Marazzi, who literally in, in issue one of Art Brute, which should be coming out soon, like people are getting mm-hmm. their heads cut off. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to do my job.
2: Love, love artists. Love art.
1: Love art. Yeah, You know, such a, such a nice day. To-
2: December 14th. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, that's the day that Art Brute number one comes out. We were lucky enough to read that early. And uh, yeah, Aaron, before we get into that conversation, let's talk about Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Oblivion Bar Pod. Of course, we talk about it every... You know, a new era of Oblivion Bar does not mean that we're done with Patreon. We got to keep this thing going. Let's continue to make the show better. And over on Patreon, you could have access to our Patreon exclusive show called The Grid. Uh, We just released episode 60 onto our normal feed so people can check that out. Kind of like a Patreon taster as we like to call it. Teaser. You can you can listen to that for free. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then uh, along with that, you can get early access to our actual episodes. This episode will be early on Patreon. You can get access to our transcripts. So what we're reading right now, what we're reading during every other episode, you can actually look at those and follow along with us with each new episode. Uh, you also get access to video interviews. So anytime we interview anyone, including Martine here, you'll get the video version of that over on Patreon. You could get a free t-shirt. You could get a special shout out at the end of this episode. Aaron will do that here in just a bit. Uh, So yeah, patreon.com forward slash oblivion Bar Pod. Check it out. It's a good way to support the show. We always just funnel all of that back into the show. And uh, yeah, just check that out if you can. So Aaron, without further ado, unless you have anything else to add before we get into this conversation, I want to just go ahead and let the people hear our conversation with Martin. Let's do it. All righty. Here we go. Let's go ahead and get in our conversation here with Martin Morazzo. And now, this week's special guest.
1: Joining us for episode 101 is the artist behind She Could Fly, a Burger Books miniseries with writer Christopher Cantwell, the co-creator of image titles Snowfall and Great Pacific with writer Joe Harris, and possibly his most notable work to date, the hit horror anthology through Image Comics' Ice Cream Man with writer W. Maxwell Prince. More recently, he and the aforementioned W. Maxwell Prince have set their sights on Art Brute, which is as the world of fine art is falling apart, only Art Brute knows how to fix it. Alongside the Bureau of Artistic Integrity, Art Brute allows the titular Arthur Brute, the mad dream painter, and his trusty side- sidekick, Manny the Mannequin, as they dive back into the very paintings that made him insane in order to save reality itself from crumbling. We are absolutely honored to welcome the amazing Martine Morazzo onto the Oblivion Bar podcast.
2: Woo! Yeah. Welcome, Martine. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, for inviting me. Absolutely. It's great having you here, like Aaron said. So we've had creators on the show, and they they always feel so weird when we lay out their entire career ahead of them before we actually start the conversation. How did you feel as we (laughs) laid out your entire bibliography right there in front of you?
0: Exactly that way weird because I, I said oh 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 he started with She Could Fly I I, I thought it was this, this was about Ice Cream Man or 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 and, and then I said oh okay he's he's doing it all okay it's okay it's okay I love She Could Fly I love it too and 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 I I don't have problems with any of those books you mentioned so I, I, they they are all uh, pretty love work for me so pretty dear to me so it's it's awesome you listed them
2: yeah. Well, let's go ahead and start off the conversation by talking about your brand new title, Art Brute. You know, longtime fans of yours will notice that this new image book is actually kind of a revamped version of a previous four issue miniseries you released through IDW a couple of years ago called The Electric Sublime. So as we said at the beginning there, as Aaron said, this is essentially a police procedural meets psychological thriller meets uh, art history lesson. Uh, Can you kind of explain why you and Prince wanted to go back to the well? and refurbish this story through Image Comics.
0: Exactly, what, it is exactly what, what you said. And uh, what, what, what happened with the Electric Sublime is, is the first book we did with W. Maxwell, uh, and we worked greatly with it. You, we, we, we started knowing each other, and it's a, a book we love so much because we, we kind of only in four issues like care a lot about the characters and mm-hmm. love what we did with the story. And uh, I, I gotta tell you, I, I I read it every once in a year, and and I always start reading it and said, okay, I'm gonna find it out outdated, you know, like a, like it's a I, I will find flaws in the drawing or I will find flaws in the story, and and every time I read it, I said, I love this book and it's awesome. It's to us, I, every time I read it, I feel that way, you know, and uh, and yeah, probably I can change one or two panels somewhere, you know, but but it's okay, it's it's. It, I feel the quality of it. It's really good, and and the story is really great. And when we only were able to do four issues, we were kind of sad and said, "Oh, I, I kind of believe we 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 are, we we are not going to do more of this," you know, because we always felt uh, IDW was like giving a, a, a more importance probably to licensed material, and mm-hmm. creator-owned wasn't that big for them, so you know, it was like a, like a really independent lounge. It didn't have too much uh, publicity. So uh, we felt that maybe, of course, after Ice Cream and Success, that more people would be able to see this work that we care so much for. So once we got the rights back to us, we we talked uh, with Imash about re, uh, republishing it with them, and they were like, yes, yes, of course, and here we are. But uh, what happened uh, when we were about to publish the, uh, the Electric Sublime, Art Brut, it's uh, a Vertigo book came out called Art Ops. And then uh, IDW said, we better change our title because we were, we wouldn't want to launch a book called Art Brut. I don't know, like two months after Vertigo published Art Ops. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we W uh, <laughs> Maxwell came up with the idea of Calling this place where Art Brut goes into when he gets into the paintings the electric sublime, and then that was the title for the book. I, I learned recently that he de- doesn't like that title at all, so <laughs> I think it's not even mentioned in the in the new version. So we we now we're going back to the original title, which was Art Brut. Very cool. I lo- yeah. I
1: love the amalgamation of of this like police story this this art history this psychological kind of uh it, it's it's such a wild trip not just artistically it's like
2: are you insane or is the world around you insane that's kind of one of those thoughts
1: but this but the story itself draws you in, and I, that's another that's a pun right there it yeah, pulls you in <laughs> so quickly and it it's just I, I am like i since starting to read like art brood and and i actually I, I to be honest i haven't read um, she could fly, and I, I and I and I have been really interested in in reading Ice Cream Man just because I'm a huge fan of anthology series. But I'm just I'm already a huge fan of yours just from the few issues of Art Brute that I've read. So uh, I highly recommend people pick this up because of it. But how did you kind of come across this story when you when you first like discovered it? Um, how did it come
0: out? I just I gotta know like where it kind of came from. Uh, I, I can tell you where he came where he came from. In in double Maxwell, he uh, studied. I, I cannot remember exactly, but something related with art. So he studied a lot of art history, and uh, he knew a lot about many many paintings, and 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 fell in love with it, and with them, and then. He, I know he made some trips before um, work, start writing Art Brut. He went to um, the Museum of El Prado in, in Madrid and and he had already gone to the Louvre in Paris. In Paris, And uh, and so he came up with this idea and he contacted me. He wrote an email out of, out of blue saying, look, I'm W. Maxwell. I did this work. He had published uh, an original graphic novel with IW before called Uh, something about Judas, I cannot remember. I'm ashamed, I cannot remember. But uh, (laughs) uh, And uh, he said, look, uh, I I want to make this story with you and probably at one point you will have to try to do pages or panels with the styles of these famous paintings. He said, are you up for it? And I said, yes, of course, this sounds awesome. What I first thought was, how come nobody did this with comic books? You know, related directly with with fine arts, which was something I did study too in 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 the university. I studied graphic design, and even though the the, the main uh, part of my career didn't have to do with with uh, with uh, history of art, I did have a, a class of it, and really loved modern art. So. Uh, this was like a, a chance of mixing two things I love: comic books and art. And 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 I said, okay, I, as an art, as a as a comic book artist, I love all the challenges I, I can have. You know, like okay, we're gonna do a comic that you can read f- from the start to the end and from the end to the to the start. And I I go crazy and I yes, I want to do that. I want to burn <laughs> my brain and make it okay, make it all right. You know, so. When he said this, uh, can you try to do like a cubism inside a panel? Yes, I say yes, yes, let's do it. And and yeah, we started working right away. We always work greatly. And we we kind of improve our our, our working together through the years, but not that much because from the the first day we, we worked great we'll kind of have this, he calls um, uh, Willis W. Maxwell. It's from uh, his William Prince, William Maxwell Prince, right? And he said he has this called Morazzo Vision, which is like, <laughs> when he writes a script, he pictures it by me and when I turn the layouts, it's exactly what he thought. Most of the time that happens when we work on Ice Cream Man too. so it's like we work great together and without too much communication. We don't talk over the phone or or usually right uh mm-hmm. uh so it's all through email
1: yeah and it and it worked out so perfectly cuz there's there's this one panel that comes to mind uh that's just amazing and it's the the panel where you you see that he has a relationship he knows i think his name is Vox from from the um the scream and mm-hmm. he goes into that and i just love i i think you again you nailed it and 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 I, this Mirazo vision that you have is amazing cuz you definitely nail the 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 joining of those two like you know the screams painting and your art it just works so well together but i i want to segue real quick to ice cream man for just a second it's been such a huge hit from the moment of its release back in january of 2018 um ice cream man fills a hole in the medium of the horror psychological thriller anthology many of us have wanted for so long what do you think about this series and it having the, the 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 readers continue to come back for more
0: and more and more of of the ice cream man it's completely awesome uh, when we when we started uh, with it when we first published it we, we thought okay let's go in four, um, yes in 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 four issues so if the issue 3 is sold more or less okay we'll go until 8 right so at one point we committed the three of us with Chris O'Halloran the colorist we committed to go until number 24 no matter what that was <laughs> like in issue 14 or 15, right? And we said, okay, no matter what, we'll go until 24. And we never expected it. Um, you know, sales were dropping by issue 19. And then after we released the quarantine comics during the pandemic, during the first time of the pandemic, let's say, when when uh, Diamond closed and, and there were like, nobody knew if, com- if uh, comic book stores were, were going to get new issues of any- anything. Uh we did these short comics called quarantine comics We released one one per week and uh and then uh, uh donate what we we were making we we sold them like for one or two dollars we we donate what we were making to Bing to help stores right and then after that Issue 20 came out, we had to, to change Cover-V last uh, last minute and we did a, a Dr. Seuss uh, homage. And mm-hmm. then we don't know what happened, but that issue, if you count all the second and third printings, and even one with which was like local comic shop uh, day or something Look, like local that. Local comic shop day, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, we sold like around 50,000 copies of that issue. Wow. So everything changed from there. And we keep doing the book, and we, we you know, I, I I did cover for thirty six yesterday, and it's crazy, <laughs> for us, like thirty six. We were going to go until twenty four, so yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and we and we're completely happy. And and probably this anthology format is like avoids completely. You get bored with with working on it, you know. Like it's 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 the mm-hmm. only guy repeating itself is the ice cream man and. Really low because he doesn't appear in every <laughs> issue, and you know it's so every issue is like doing a new book. You know, it's 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 kind of strange in that way. I, I I'm not saying I would I get bored doing thirty six issues of a continuing story, of course. But ice cream man, <laughs> since the tone changes and, and 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 everything, probably what we do with the panels, layouts, and and the tone of the story, uh, many changes, many things changes each issue. It's like it's fantastic. It's really fun to work on, you know, even though it's really sad sometimes or mostly, most yeah. of the time. <laughs> with, with art
1: brute and uh, the ice cream man kind of both being like horror and psychological thrillers. Do you ever feel kind of pigeonholed into that genre? Do you want to branch out at all? Like, what are your feelings on that?
0: I don't mind. It's, it's to me, it's okay. It's a, I, I think the variety I can draw with uh Books like *Ice Cream Man* or even with *She Could Fly*, I, I I show I have some range there, so it's okay for me. It's a uh, one time I, I I spoke with Joe Harris. He's a dear friend of mine. You mentioned him. He he was the writer of *Great Pacific* and *Snowfall*. He said, "Well, now that you're considered a horror artist," and I said, "I'm not considered <laughs> a horror artist. I don't want to be considered <laughs> a horror artist. Uh, we don't even know if *Ice Cream Man* is horror, you know. It's like well, it, it fell there, you know, in that genre. But it's." I don't know. I, there are stories that are completely not horror, so we 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 know we fell in that genre, and it's okay. We don't we're not mad at it or, or anything, but uh, but yeah, I'm okay anyway. It's uh, I I know I can do <laughs> other stuff, but many people tell me I, I'm good doing this anger and completely despair expressions in, on character faces. So I guess I will have works, you know, work like that in the future. Probably <laughs> She Could Fly was also my, my strongest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: attribute drawing She Could Fly was that. I'm looking at the Ice Cream Man Sunday edition here and on the back right next to the barcode, it actually has the genre, which is horror. And I've heard I've heard you talk about this multiple times in other interviews about how it's not i mean like it has horror elements, of course, but that's the psychologicalness of it all is i think very much psychological thriller is like a just it's kind of like a like a close cousin to horror in my opinion they're their their elements blend really well, so I think it's easy to say that it's a horror book, but like you had said, not really right
0: yeah well i I know what you say and 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 probably the term they they use most is uh existential horror and and you know, if you, I don't know, if I have to think to think one story that is not horror at all for me, it's like issue thirty first. I'm not sure if you read it. It's the the the, the one that's written as a poem, and mm-hmm. it's the the it it's narrated by the father, and the half is narrated by the daughter, and then, you know, it's it's like story of life and when i read the script i cried at the end because it's i have three daughters and it's like my my biggest fear is okay one day i'll be gone and they will be in the world without me and that is like it's trying not to see not not to think of it like uh from my point of view but i don't know it's like i feel a tremendous void like Mm-hmm. something horrible and then i said okay that is existential horror probably i'm not sure because it's so wide I think, you know it's uh to me it's like a, it's my biggest fear so it's reading something about that is horror to me so i'm not Sounds sure it's psychological people. yeah yeah it's really psychological yeah of course
2: so we kind of touched on this a little bit here uh and i'm sure you would agree that the benefit of creating a series like ice cream man and it being an anthology offers you kind of the flexibility of telling a multitude of different types of stories, essentially quote unquote in the same universe. And we know everyone loves issue 20. Like you had mentioned the Dr. Seuss issue of ice cream man along with issue three uh, issue 18 and 19 are another, you know, a couple more of the more popular issues of the series. Uh, I want to ask you, is there a specific favorite issue from ice cream man that really stands out
0: for you? One specific uh, favorite, uh, I'm not sure, issue 20 gave me the possibility of drawing two different, three different styles. Mm-hmm. Again, something similar at what we did with Art Brut. Mm-hmm. And every time I said, okay, to to W. Maxwell, I'm not sure if I can mimic uh, um, Dr. Seuss' style. He said, you did a Picasso, what do you mean? You can do anything. <laughs> 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 Come on, stop. I said, you know, you're too trusty. You don't... <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I think my first favorite was Issue 6, which was uh, the uh, Strange Neapolitan, which was, mm. it, it told three stories at the same time, three possibilities. And that, that was when I realized we were doing something, how do you say, something interesting for me, like playing with, uh, trying to play with panels and, and with the comics medium, doing something you cannot do in any other com- uh, any other media, just in comics and and that was i remember saying okay we're doing something special you know and and probably that that is one of my favorite and then i have many 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 yeah 20 mm. is one 20 is great and and and, and i love the these um, weird adaptations of classic books it's mm-hmm. awesome to me uh and then I don't know. Uh, I remember uh, issue 17 was uh, I really loved that one, which is the All Star Superman uh, homage. Uh, then mm-hmm. yeah, 18 was terrible. The guy, the the old man losing his <laughs> memories. That is uh-huh. so cruel. Yeah, it's that one was was another uh, punch, another heavy punch. Um, issue 19, I loved it too. Uh, I remember. Uh, issue 14, the one with the crosswords. And, mm-hmm. um, well, of course, issue 13, also the one with the palindrome. It's crazy. <laughs> so I all the issues in. are your favorite. Yeah, all the issues.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I, so and I only, there was number one, there was number and I, two. And I'm only speaking to issues prior to issue 20 or so. Yeah. But yep. you know, we already have like uh, 12 issues more. So, yeah, probably there are... Yeah. <laughs> Not
2: that it's exactly the same format as Ice Cream Man, but in a way, with Arthur and his travels through the canvas world, do you think that you'll be able to still kind of have that flexibility and range to kind of play with different story, storytelling types or you know panel layouts, uh, styles, all that with Art Brut?
0: Yeah, probably. We, we by the time we we, we found like this um, this way of treating once you're inside the the, the this world inside the canvas. But uh, I remember uh, when we did the, the part uh, in which art gets inside a, uh, this Garnica, the, the, the mural from Picasso by Picasso, uh, we, we kind of did uh, different gutters. So yeah, probably we can try to play with that. If we do more of it, I'm sure we'll use some experiences from Ice Cream Man in it, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if we're doing more. We still don't know. So we'll see, I guess, in the, in the future. Right now, we're doing Ice Cream Man, so don't panic. We're not finishing it or anything until at least issue 40, which is four more. We're still doing the four more st- uh, thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I already did the cover for issue 36, and it's about uh-huh. something that is not the final issue. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, Maxwell already <laughs> planned the final issue, so we're kicking it four more and four more and four more. And I don't know, but yeah, right now, it's still not finishing. That sounds like right. procrastination,
1: yeah. in my opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's great procrastination. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I was rereading issue six of Haha ha, and I saw, did, did I see correctly, I saw the skeleton of the ice cream man in that issue. Is that, is that a fun Easter egg that you put in there, or was that just a skeleton wearing the ice cream man's suit at one point? Like after, after the clown bumps his head uh, and goes to the hospital, at one point he kind of like, sees what he's supposed to be seeing and in the left corner I wish I had it with me right now but I I thought it was like the skeleton of the ice cream man I wanted to see if you could confirm that or not yeah he is
0: but he mm-hmm. is, it's a, it's an ice cream man issue we treat it as an ice cream man issue oh okay yeah okay that makes sense if you remember the the guy is in the car going through the woods mm-hmm. and then he sees an ice cream man van crossing the road and he has yeah. to it was the ice cream van man, but the ice cream man is not there but there's the kid with the balloon the creepy uh-huh. kid with the balloon from ice cream, Mum, yeah, and then yeah, it's like a mixed mix of of uh, both universe. I know W. Maxwell like to likes to call it the cream verse.
2: The cream verse,
0: <laughs> yeah. I said this is Love the that. prince verse. And he said no, 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 it's the cream verse. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Um, we wanted to round this conversation out, um, asking you. So many of your influences come from the world of comics. Um, some, you know, who are some of your modern artists uh, that are like, you know, inspiring you today? Like we know that Jim, you know, nineties Jim Lee X Men stuff was very influential for you growing up. Uh, we would love to know who else had a had an impact on on your art style, on your, you know, your love for the comic book media. Um, so, like, kind of like now and and in recent years, like, who who are your inspirations?
0: Well, uh, obviously, Moebius, Frank Whiteley, Otomo. I, I'm not sure you, you can see anything of, from uh, by Otomo in my work, but I, I used to study a lot of Akira and uh, nightmares and. Uh, um, I see and the Frank quietly uh, too. Actually, uh, like looking at your work, I see the quietly yeah, influence. Yeah, I. I- Frank Whiteley clearly uh, studied a lot of Mobius when he was younger, and then Mm -hmm. he kind of did his own path. And uh, I I, I like to to, uh, look a lot of his his work, but try not to copy it in any way. I'm not sure. Probably some textures or something I treated similar. And somebody told me I drew like ugly faces similar to the Whiteley ones. But I, I don't see that resemblance a lot. Many people told me I look a lot, uh, my, my my work looks a lot like Steve Dillon, also. But mm, yeah. that is completely uh, non intentional in a way because I read a lot of stuff by Dillon, but never seen him like to study his work, let's say. You know, I, I see it somehow like a path, you know, like you, you go around liking different artists until you start working. And when you start working, like everything changes in a way because. You you have to find your own style, and you and you probably start parting ways with the guys you look the most. And and you can say probably uh, some things I draw look a lot a lot like a uh, Movius for example. But I I don't look at his art trying to copy it or to say. Or sometimes I say okay, let's see how he solves. Uh, like, I don't know drawing the sea. Oh, okay, I'm gonna do. Oh, oh, okay, and I and I try to apply that with my style or with my view. It's it's different, you know. It's uh, but, but yeah, more more of an homage. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's uh, when you admire some someone's work and you work in the same exactly, you it's diff, it's difficult not to copy it, but it's uh it's it's awesome when you try to find naturally what comes to you and, and and what you can do to solve different things. You know, luckily I don't do work similar to the Moivius one in a way, because probably I would do, it, maybe it would look a lot like, a, a lot more like, like his, but- uh, but
1: Well, you've definitely found your right. own voice. You've definitely found mm-hmm. your own style. Yeah, you have
2: a very specific voice for sure.
1: We can go back to Art Brute, and just how you are able to not only kind of bring in these classic pieces of art and, and, and create a world around them based on that, that small style and, and interpretation, but then again, so, so seamlessly add in your own style to make a story that makes sense. It's just, it's, it's really wild to see. And I, and I, it's really
0: enjoyable. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, Martine, it's been so awesome having you here today on the Oblivion Bar podcast to talk about art brew. We're so excited. Do you know when FOC is? Have we already reached it? I know the, the book actually comes out uh, early December through Image. Yeah, it
0: was yesterday, the FOC, so it's oh. okay.
2: Don't yeah. Worry. Well, regardless, <laughs> you'll find it at your local comic book shop uh, coming up here. Uh, is it December 7th? Did I read that correctly is when it hits shelves?
0: No, no. It it, it, it changed. It, it's uh, December 14th. 14th. Okay. There you go. everyone. Mainly so. because of the f- spawn variant. mm we yeah. did. A, I don't know if you've seen it, but we did a Spawn variant for it. So on December 14th, Art Brut 1 comes out. Uh, it has four covers. Cover A is uh, the original one with the original title, which was Art Brute, which was the one I did on the cover, and then I had to change it for the Electric sublime. Then cover B is a, an homage for Ice Cream Man 1. Cover C is by a really, really talented guy. He's awesome, and it's uh, called Alex Ekman-Law. And then cover D is the spawn variant. And on that same day, Ice Cream on 33 comes out too. Oh, it's a big day for you. And I'm pretty uh, sure I William. already ordered all those. <laughs> That's great. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> oh, no problem. I'm a huge, I'm, especially the spawn When the spawn, I was like, I was like, spawn, of
2: course. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to grab that one. Well, once again, once again, we wanted to thank you so much. We want to kind of, you know, in this conversation, once again, tell everyone, go check out Art Brute. Definitely check out Ice Cream Man. Like you said, 36 or 30, 30 plus issues for sure of Ice Cream Man up to the point of this conversation. You know, definitely check out She Could Fly as well if you haven't already. I think I So you had She Could Fly and then The Lost Pilot. Was that
0: the only two series for She Could Fly? No, there were three. It was There's three. Okay. Uh, She Could Fly, She Could, she could Fly, uh, The Lost Pilot, and She Could Fly... Um. Ah! Uh, <laughs> it was. Give me a second. <laughs> He's got to go to his bookshelf. Yeah, she could fly. Fight or flight. I kind of. Re- I I didn't remember the flight. The fight or flight. It's. it's uh huh.
2: This is the third volume and the last one. Awesome. Yeah. And and again, I cannot praise She Could Fly Enough. Again, I think everyone knows that Ice Cream Man is amazing. I'm sure people who have had the opportunity to read Art Brew early already knows that it's going to be great. But I cannot praise She Could Fly Enough. I think it's one of those kind of unsung comics that I think criminally got overlooked. And you guys, you and Christopher both did an amazing job with that book. So I wanted to give that a very specific shout out for
0: sure. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, we we love that book. We did three volumes. So if we didn't love it, we we wouldn't do that much, you know, so (laughs) clearly everyone.
1: I almost forgot to ask, does the Ice Cream Man comic have any, any origins in the Ice Cream Man film that came out in 1995? No, <laughs> okay, no no,
0: no, 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 nothing to do with it. I remember, uh, on the first days, somebody was like, uh, bad things about the comic, like saying, like, it, this is this not an adaptation? I love the movie. Uh, is this based on, on the movie, or is it better than the movie? And and Devil Maxwell replying, if only, you know, like <laughs> we, we wanted to do the movie, but we couldn't, you know, something like that, <laughs> yeah.
1: I had to ask. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. It
0: does. You mean the movie with uh, Clint Howard? Yep. Clint yep. Howard. No, 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 no. We should, do, we should do a cover with an homage for, for the movie or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be right <laughs> Absolutely. on the nose. We will get ourselves <laughs> well, in trouble with all the, the IPs well, that's, and all, you know.
1: That's the only reason I thought that, like, maybe because Clint Howard has this very um, – you know, it's a very unique like smile, and that's like in in the movie he has this very unique smile, and uh, and, and the ice cream man is the same way. He's always got that grin.
0: No, no, but it's he, not this. It's an unconscious well, homage, in, in any case. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Martín, is there anything you want to plug or tease before we end this conversation here? Any secrets? <laughs> oh, many
0: secrets, but I cannot so many say secrets. anything about them. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a uh, the bigger one is I've been working on an extremely long gra- or graphic novel. It it will be about four hundred and page- forty pages, forty oh, pages wow. or so. Wow! And uh, I'm I'm I already passed the middle of it, but I cannot say anything about it yet. Uh, and we are we're cooking some things someplace else but i cannot say anything about them either
2: <laughs> we like the little teases there though that's all that really matters love it. Yeah. We can, yeah. love we'll it. be able to come back but, a year from now and hopefully know what those are yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about social media? are you on social media your website or anything is that you want to plug any of
0: that stuff yeah my website is awfully awfully uh uh not not i i don't I, I update it uh anymore for example the, the, the home image is uh, 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 from a, an exclusive print I brought to NYCC 2019. So oh. I, ha- I should have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's terrible. I, I, um, and, uh, but I'm on Twitter. I'm uh, at Mar- uh, Martin morazzo I'm on Instagram with the same name. And uh, I recently started Hive because everybody in the comics community Seem to be going there. And I said, okay, I don't want to be late there, so I, I better <laughs> create a, a user. Uh, but uh, it's still not working too well. I think it's like uh, it, it has some lag, and I I, I I didn't have the time to sit and try to understand it and posting things and, and everything because I already feel like really busy with Instagram and Twitter. So another one, should I leave Twitter and go to Hive? But it's it, it doesn't seem like a, something I should do right now. I should wait. So what I do in the meantime, I don't know. I gotta find those kinds of apps that you do something and it post it on every network. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I should do. I don't know <laughs> if those exist any longer. I remember them from another time, but uh, yeah. I should find something like that. I don't know, but yeah, mo- mainly in Twitter and Instagram. Well,
2: Martin, thank you so much for being here. We truly appreciate. It. We'd love to have you back on once Art Brew is finished, and or any other any of these secret projects that you're having working right now. We'd love to have you on in the future. But it's been great talking to you today, and we'll uh, we'll see you soon.
0: Well, thank you very much. Thank you for, for having me. I, I had a great time. I hope I didn't bore you with my. I, not I, sometimes at all. I speak too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because <laughs> I'm drinking wine. It's, it's my usual.
1: <laughs> well, this is the Oblivion Bar, so you're you're at the right place. That's about right. the
0: bar. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, guys. I had a great time.
2: All righty, Aaron. That'll do it for our conversation with Martin Morazzo. Once again, as we said earlier, just really nice guy. Uh, he, he had mentioned that he, <laughs> he had a couple glasses of wine during the conversation, which, hey, it's the Oblivion Bar. You know, you got to just relax, have a couple drinks, talk about comics, uh, all the things. So, very, very grateful to have Martine on the show. Uh, excited for everyone to read Art Brute when that eventually comes out on December 14th. And uh, hopefully we can have him back on the show at some point. Love to have him back on once Art Brood is done. He kind of teased two secret projects that he's doing. I'm assuming some of them will be with his frequent collaborator, collaborator, W. Maxwell Prince. So uh, excited to eventually talk to him again. Alrighty, Aaron. Well, that'll actually do it for episode 101. We, again, with these, we're kind of trying a new format here. We want to just kind of highlight anytime we have a creator on, we want to just like focus on them. So we were so happy to have Martine on that would kind of just be the central focus of 101. So yeah, Aaron, if you have nothing else to add to episode 101, we'll go ahead and get out of here.
1: No, I, I was such a, a pleasure talking to, to Martine and honestly, I cannot wait for his upcoming projects. I cannot wait for his next time he's because he's definitely coming back on the show that was such a good talk i can't wait to have him back so yeah i'm 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 good i'm just i'm in a good place
2: yeah after that conversation. so next week actually <laughs> episode 102 we're going to be talking about man one of the most divisive topics in the nerd world specifically in the pokemon world we're reviewing pokemon scarlet and violet we've had the game for just over a month now so a little bit of time to play it they actually just recently released a patch, which Is part of the conversation, people have been talking about some of the issues uh, in terms of like, well, it's it's kind of like a a bleeding of two conversations. It's one, is this the greatest story in Pokemon history in terms of the games, but also how unfinished the game is in certain aspects Mm -hmm. and how we're overlooking a lot of the issues in terms of development and how quickly this game had to be put out in order for Pokemon to make profit and all the things. We'll talk about it next week on episode 102, but I know I'm very excited to talk to you, Aaron, about it. As we said many times here on the show, Pokemon is a pillar in our friendship. You know, <laughs> a lot of times what we're what we're generally talking about on a day to day basis is something Pokemon related. So excited to talk to you about that. And uh, yeah, so Aaron, why don't you go ahead and take us out of here? Go ahead and take us out of episode one hundred and one.
1: Fine, man. I am so. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Just, I, I love starting every episode. I love ending every episode. But I also just look forward to the next one all the time yes
2: i love you mm-hmm.
1: anyway subscribe to love you <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our podcast apple podcast stitcher spotify google podcast amazon music iHeartRadio. radio join our patreon community patreon.com forward slash oblivion bar pod Thank you to our patrons, Aaron, Greg, Sebastian, Rob, David, Travis, Jeff, Jay, Drew, Cassidy, George, Christy, Kyle, Alex, Nicole, Haley, Chris, Jeff S, Losi, Jake, Jeremy, and Brad and Lisa from the Comic Book Couples Counseling Podcast. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and whatnot at Oblivion Bar Pod. Thank you to Shortbox for sponsoring our news and notes segments. Official merch of the show can be found at our website, www.oblivionbarpodcast.com. Go get some. it's comfy. It's cozy, it's perfect for what I hear is now considered cuffing season. So get it, get it for your boo, okay? Get it for yeah, bay, get it for your boo thing, get it for bay and lock it down. Because you know what? When you get them, when they unwrap that Oblivion Bar podcast shirt, it's done, son.
2: Done. Yeah, they, they, I want you to come home just wearing that Oblivion Bar t shirt. Yes, and that's it, baby
1: puts
2: pour some show.
1: anyway i'm not gonna go into sexy I, I don't know I, I don't really know what classifies as sexy music but let me get to the end of this thank you kevin siegler for all of our oblivion bar art he's You're at about the to hear some sexy music on instagram in a second thank you dream kid for all of our oblivion bar themes he's at mm-hmm. at dreamkid 83 on tiktok thank you dj skyback for our grid theme thank you fantasy shop for sponsoring the show and last but not least do not forget to tip your bartenders and your servers and just your, your food service industry the people, industry the industry yeah as they as yeah they call that's it. right
2: 20 <laughs> percent or more you know that's it that's the bare minimum that's all that's what you should do so thank you guys so much for listening to the oblivion bar podcast for coming back and listening here uh we'll be back here for 102 next week talking about again pokemon scarlet and violet and we'll see you then